brilliant. Thank you, Eric. Uh, wasn't that great? First class. Thank you, Eric. Don't go away. Come back. Come back. Eric, I don't know whether you're going to be pleased about this. Please have a seat. I hope you're going to join us. Uh, I've set an alarm for tomorrow morning. I have set an alarm for tomorrow morning. Seven o'clock tomorrow morning. It's inspired by your friend, 70-year-old me. Do you know what mine says? No. I'm not, this is not flippancy. This is serious. Seven-year-old me. Seven-year-old? Yeah. Okay, so you're going the other way. I am because I think I've got a bit grumpy, a bit uh. less playful, especially in the morning. And I'm just going to remind my... I'll let you know how it goes. If I, uh, <laughs> if I throw a tantrum tomorrow morning, <laughs> you'll hear about this. Right. Please have a seat. Eric Partaker, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Right. I, um, and let's welcome up to the stage our next panel. I'll tell you who they are as soon as they come up. By the way, their first names, Alana, Scott, and Jenny. Come on, Alana, Scott, and Jenny. Where are they? They're in the green room, hobnobbing. By the way, I did also, I was paying full attention. I also wanted to know how Marcus Aurelius died. Do you want to know? Here's what it says on Quora. It says, he probably died mainly due to old age and stress. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd like that. Anyway, welcome, Alana. Here we go. Actually, why don't you sit next to Eric? Here we go. Hello, Scott. Jenny. Here we go. You two go together. There we are. Here we are. Sorry. It's seamless. Right. I'll tell you what we've not got. No, where are you going? Jenny, what's the problem? Come on. Come on. Sorry. Come on. Fly. Have I said something? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome if you're joining us online. This is Elite Business Live. Uh, knockout talk there from Eric. Thank you very much. Yeah. I must confess, I had a little checklist. I was going tick, 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 all the things I'm not supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I've had uh, a lot of food for thought. Let's talk. Uh, let me tell you who's here. Jenny Knighting is the founder of Nutcracker Agency. And you're sort of Mars and Venus in terms of, you know, marketing and sales. And you marry the two yes. to unlock amazing growth. Brilliant agency. Welcome, Jenny. Thank Scott you. English will be known to many of you. He is a director, indeed, the founder of the CEMG uh, Media Company. It's a very entrepreneurial publisher indeed. And I think Scott, certainly from me, gets a big piece of kudos for being the mastermind impresario behind these brilliant live events. So I think just for that, he gets a round of applause from me. So thank you, Scott. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. If you haven't met Alana already, as my co-host, uh, she is the founder of Ridiculously Rich by Alana. Alana Spencer smashed it, won The Apprentice, didn't he? But then built an amazing business. So thank you very much for joining us. And of course, Eric, give them all a round of applause. Thank you very much. Now this is going to be, it's got to be all killer, no filler. So I'm just going to get down to it. Single biggest choice. This is going to go for you, Alana, personally, and Jenny, one of your clients. Single biggest choice you made that unlocked growth in the company, commercial growth. What was it? What smashed that breakthrough for you? Best choice you made. Can we go to Jenny first? Yeah, we can go to Jenny. Great. We can go to Jenny. I'll give Jenny a heads up. I'm picking <laughs> on you, aren't I? Okay, Jenny. That's, that's a tough one. There's quite a few examples, but I suppose the one that springs to mind is a client who um, is in the technology space. Yeah. Um, they sell um, via wholesalers. Um, and their product was the best in the market, but where there'd been lots of cheaper alternatives, it had cannibalized the, their market share. So I sat down with their CEO, looked long and hard at the sales figures in the market, and said to them, unless you reduce the cost per unit, you know, you, you're really making your business vulnerable, which is a hard thing to, to do because no one wants to reduce pricing. You want the opposite, you want to be told to put it up. Um, it took probably about a year to convince their board to do that, um, which is the year they lost um, in terms of gaining back market share. But when they did drop their price, they, you know, we, 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 we did some pretty clever marketing around it and rechanged the brands, but that then made sure that they elevated their growth. Effect. But it was critical they did okay. that. 
right? Interesting, tough conversation to have, though. Alana, what was it for you? So when I was running the business on my own, um, I was trying to do absolutely everything. Um, and then after The Apprentice, it was actually a conversation with Claude Littner and Lord Sugar. Terrified um, Claude Littner, one of the judges on The Apprentice. He's actually really nice. Is he? Yeah, Is he he's so soft. Yeah, he's really lovely. Um, he wants side story um, on an apprentice task. Uh, it was really chucking it down and I had sandals on and he went and bought me a pair of socks. I was like, I think you should put these on, it's a bit cold. I didn't, socks and sandals. On telly. I'm seeing Claude in them now, don't no. you worry about that. Okay, so what did Claude say? What did it unlock? He said, um, you've got a great business as it is. Why are you going straight for trying to chase the big boys? Why don't you try and grow what you've already got? So we franchised the company um, and we've now got 50 ambassadors that sell uh, my products. So yes. we make them around the country. Um, and getting people that have belief in my company, to put belief in me, yes. uh, was the, basically it took it to the next level. Yeah, and I've seen you doing that, so number one tip for anyone thinking of franchising their business, the single thing you wish you'd known mm -hmm. after that fork in the road, if you like, what would you pass on? I think what I'm realising now is, uh, after actually we went to um, the uh, elite franchise event, yep. um, and speaking to loads of other franchise owners, is how important it is when you're taking on new franchisees, not to rush that decision on each, yeah. in, on all of the different people. So get to know them. Um, because at the beginning, we were very much like, just needed to get people right. in. Um, and we've got a really great team, but just take your time with it. Right, and, and, and I guess, Eric, when you have an entrepreneur with a winning formula, seeding up control can seem scary, can mm. seem risky. So, yeah, so how, do you, how do you keep control? and unlock growth. I mean, any, any secrets from your journey or that you've seen? Because you can't be everywhere at once when you're growing an amazing company. Yeah, I, the, 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 the more timeless uh, you can create principles around the company, you know, the more, the more you can make the company about um, serving something besides just you know, producing the numbers, uh, the, more, the more power gets infused into the business. Uh, one of the one of the things I've always noticed is that the world's best businesses, I, I feel that they can be summed up in a single thought or word. So Nike for me screams competition, you know, Disney's about happiness. And, and, uh, and I thought at length, well, what is that for Chilango? And we zeroed in on this one word distillation of vibrancy. And um, that was an absolute game changer for us. Um, because once, once we did that, then our menu development focused on more vibrant, robust flavors. The interior started to pop with a lot more color. We introduced an audition element to our interview process to uncover our you know, vibrant personalities. But the numbers, on, that sounds scary, an audition element. What are yeah. we doing? Well, various things. Like, for example, um, we'd ask people to bring their favorite t-shirt. I'll tell you very quickly, my favorite story on that, we'd have people bring their favorite t-shirt to the interview. And I was interviewing this uh, guy, and I said, well, did you bring your favorite t-shirt? And he unzips his jumper. And I thought, well, where is this going? <laughs> and as he unzips it and reveals, it says, I didn't have a favorite T-shirt, so I had this one made. Yes! <laughs> Come on, see you on Monday. So he, he was vibrant. But, but real quickly, but our sales doubled when we introduced vibrancy. Literally really? doubled. So we had a one site that was still in the prototype brand. We put the new Vibrant brand in, and the sales went at that site from 12,500 pounds a week to 25,000 and grew from there. Really? Within six weeks. Wow. What a chain. Wow. So one way I've seen 
entrepreneurs unlock growth is through each other, through this peer-to-peer in Scott. I know dear to your heart is actually getting business owners together. I just wonder mm. to what extent that comes from first-hand experience, whether it's something you just felt had to be done. What's driven that? It does really. Well, it, it stems back from when I was a, a sales director for, for quite a large corporation and some of the decisions that I saw the board make and the directors make of that company. And I always felt I wish there was more. This was quite a few years back now. I thought I wish there was more support for mm. these, these people because sometimes when you get involved in a fast-track company, you don't actually realize how quickly you get taken by it. And you're trying to make all these decisions on what you should be doing or what you think from a gut instinct you should do. And sometimes, you know, you think you're doing the right decision, but you're really not. Mm. So I think by having these kind of events and bringing these people together, it gives them the opportunity to learn. Yeah. And it's difficult to learn because when you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're, you're going through it, you get stuck and lost in all yeah. these things that you think you should be doing. So, and it's difficult as well to tell an entrepreneur what to do. Yeah, well, a it's lot. like you guys. I mean, you don't want to be told, do you? <laughs> I, I'm idea. I don't want to be told what to well, do. But. Uh, well, <laughs> see. well, I've got a question about that, Jenny. What were you going to say? I think I was targeted at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> looking to his left. All right. So, so here's a question for the audience. I'd like your questions in a minute, by the way. Um, so, there's a, a quotation. Here we go. Make myself seem a bit smarter. Eisenhower said this, right? Dwight Eisenhower. Plans are useless. Planning is everything. There you go. He's president of the United States. Plans, useless. Planning, everything. I'm not so sure. So what, what do you think of plans? We're talking about commercial growth. I don't think plans ever go to plan, do they? Hmm, but isn't that they why don't. you have them? So you keep coming back going, look at the plan, look at the plan. I don't think we've ever had anything that's gone to plan in our business, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. You, you write the plan and then it kind of goes out the window. And but does it physically go out the window? Do you it literally flies. No, but yeah. do you bin it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you go, do you know what, that's shot. That was just to con an investor. No, I think it's just a reality, um, which is what I think you're getting at, which is that you know, we can plan for everything and hope that everything... You know, my favorite quote is, you know, Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Good old Mike. <laughs> right, so, um, it feels like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so you know, the art is more about um, how do you react to things not going to plan okay. and still keep the trajectory right but maybe not in the exact same way that you had thought it would happen. Okay, so this is going to wind you up, Jenny, right? Because Right, because you are crafting very, very good plans for your clients, and this sort of bravado is going to annoy you. I think it's true that you have to be adaptable, without doubt. Um, I was just setting yourself up to fail. But I do think you need a plan. I think if you've got... Um, targets and you've got growth plans, you need to know how you're going to get there. That plan may well change, but I think that structure gives you something to work with. So, so hang on, are we, are we agreeing that it's an exercise we go through and then sort of ignore? I think otherwise I think you're meandering. I think you're going from too many directions and I think it's very easy yeah, to get caught up in short-term pain and then lose sight of actually objectives. So if you've got a plan in place and the goalposts have changed, at least as a plan there, you know you've still got to achieve that. Yeah, because entrepreneurs are very distractible, aren't they, Scott? So mm. isn't the plan what keeps them focused yes. and, and not going off with the latest squirrel? I've, I, I feel that you always need to, op- the way I operate, especially with, with any of the different divisions within my business, is that you always plan for the worst case scenario. Oh. So whatever happens, I have the best case scenario, but I also have a worst case scenario. So you map both. I do, and I always try to imagine that the worst case is going to ha- be what happens, because then if the best case scenario comes along, you're like, wow, this is incredible. 
you know, like yeah. um, like everything within the marketplace. At the yeah. moment, you've got to, you've got a plan for a worst case. Um, so, and that's how I work. Well, I wonder how you do you two approach this because Eric, you're talking about setting deliberately audacious goals. I mm -hmm. mean, well, it, it's it, so that that is um, with with some of the, the the special ops guys I work with. They they do this all the time. What you know, Scott's talking about how. Now, hang on, we're not talking about in Burger King. We're talking about Navy SEALs now. Yes. So so they, they come on right. Let's so, so, so so they'll look at a operation and they'll visualize, okay, it's all going to plan, but then they'll visualize at every single moment what could happen that would be unexpected, that would be off plan. Mm. And they're thinking in advance, how would I counter each and every one of those instances yeah, 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 yeah. of the unexpected? So I agree, we, we need our plans because we have to have something to shoot for. That's the point of, you know, um, yeah. uh, I was making it in my talk, but it's just that very often Things won't go exactly to plan. Yeah, no, totally got it. So, questions, observations from you, our guests. Are they bubbling up? I'm looking around. Yes, turtle tots. Gabby, uh, maybe we can get a mic to you, yeah, particularly for online. Uh, we will get a mic. Here we go. Thank you very much. Turtle tots, teaching kids to swim, franchise. I have no commercial interest, I just think it's great. What's your question, Gabby? <laughs> I'm just wondering, Alana, you have, um, you've franchised your business, which is brilliant. Do you have um, a recruitment process for your franchisees? Mm, yeah, what is it? What have you learned? The process of actually taking them on or the, of the finding them? Or um, the whole thing? Yes, yes. So do you have sort of criteria um, in mind when you're, um, when yeah, you're recruiting? we do. But it, it, and that's quite a good example of how plans or kind of guidelines change because for me um, when I sit down with a potential ambassador the the main thing I'm looking for is passion um, and someone that I believe in and someone that you can see cares enough because ultimately when you go out to run a ridiculously rich franchise the the premise is you go out and you do events and food festivals and sometimes you'll have the best food festival in the world and then sometimes it rains um, so you need people that are, I need people that care and will go through the good and the bad and that ultimately that's what business is so yes we do have things that we want to hit um, but the main thing I'm looking for is just a spark yeah that's but well, we can talk more about that process other questions observations yeah, we'll go right behind. Why not? Yeah, thank you. Hey there. Uh, Adam Wilkinson from Colour Accounting. Question for Eric. Thank you so much for that talk. That was really useful and those high-performance insights. I just had one question to clarify. When you were talking about the single tasking, did yes. you say there was a specific time of day at which that was best or not? I just missed it. I didn't Yeah, I, I couldn't possibly go into to everything in, in those 30 minutes. But uh, the way I generally structure my day is maker time versus manager time. So the maker time is when my energy is at its highest and I'm more creative in the mornings. And the manager time is when I'm interacting with others, phone calls, meetings, my energy is a little bit lower. So during that maker time, that's when I insert time blocks into my calendar and I'll work on a single thing like this presentation or for example, when I was preparing this talk, I had lots of 60 to 90 minute time blocks in the weeks prior where I was single tasking, tunnel vision, only working on this talk. And that was it. Right. Uh, not, oh, what's this notification here on my phone? 
or, oh, see, I'm in my inbox, and then, you know, suddenly you're watching cat videos on YouTube, and it's just, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, no, we've all been there. Right, okay, so good question. Thank you. Um, can, I, can I ask um, Jenny Scott-Alana to sort of marry these two things together, the personal and the commercial growth? What have you learned that you have to do differently if you're going to really unlock success for the business? Eric's given us a lot of clues and tips, but maybe a bit of, it is a personal question, but it's one that you know impacts the business success because you are inextricably linked to your businesses. Scott, what do you do? Well, I, I, think, I think it's always good to be honest with yourself because when you are in business, you're always, you're, you're always fighting this, this realisation of what you're actually doing mm -hmm. and you've got to be honest and really understand your position and where you are and try not to be too, um, I want to be 250 people by this time. I think you should really be honest with your expectations. Mm -hmm. I think listening to, um, you know, in terms of what you were talking about, the first thing you do in the day when you said about don't look at any notifications, don't look at the news, don't mm. look at the... This week, I'm not going to lie to you, every day, BBC, being, you know, every, every minute I'm looking at the news to see, you know, how is my event going to be effective? What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah, I understand. Um, it's very difficult. So for me, it's about being honest. So whereas I was rushing off to start with trying to employ two, three, four hundred people, different areas of the UK, you know, building this massive media company. Um, because I weren't really being honest with myself and expectations of what I could do as yeah. a person, individual, I found that I was actually kept on going back on myself mm -hmm, to get the sustainability of where I needed yeah. to be. So I think for me, personally, you've just got to be really honest of what you can do in the time you've got. And that yeah. affects you on a personal level as well, like you said about time spent with like the family mm -hmm. and everything. So there's no rush yeah. to do anything. It's that, it's that conversation in the mirror as well. Yeah, yeah it is. Absolutely. So Jenny, what do you do and what's worked for Nutcracker as a knock-on effect? So I think one of the biggest challenges in running your own business is having the time to step outside of the day-to-day -day mm. and not get crowded by um, a curveball that comes into the business. And I think that whenever I have just got sucked into the business, which happens you know, too frequently, that's when the longer-term planning has a knock-on effect to growth. Mm. So I think it's really important to actually take time out. I'm supposed to do Wednesday afternoons. So far, I've got got home at 3.30, so I'm not doing very well, <laughs> but I'll still keep trying because okay, I think so it's really important to have that time to reflect right, yeah. on okay. you know, process and how things can improve. Noted. Love it. Alana. So the biggest thing I've learned is the balance of how much control to give away and how much to keep for yourself. So, um, And you're not talking about company control, you're talking about delegation of exactly. tasks. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, basically, after The Apprentice, we franchised, we outsourced production, mm. um, and all everything I knew, basically, was suddenly in other people's hands. Um, and so I had to, we now have opened our own bakery um, and I'm still now learning within the bakery how much I should be in there and how much I should be out of there. Um, but con having control is really important, but learning when you've given away too much is also yes. important. I think people always say, um, learn to delegate and learn to, but actually for me, it was about learning to bring things back to myself yeah, and, and, and ha have a bit more control again. Interesting. So, so not to make this too literal an example, Eric, but how does a founder know when is the right moment to take that one step out of the kitchen in literal senses here? Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, first of all, it happens way too late. Um, uh, I, you know, when is that right moment? Um, probably the moment the thought even a semblance of a thought comes in your head that 
oh, I wonder if I need a little bit more help here. Or wow. somebody, like, it's at that moment that you're probably a little bit, you're probably six months behind <laughs> when you should have yeah. started that. I, you know, I think if you, if you give people the chance to fall, they're more likely to fly. Mm. And, um, and people are far more capable than you realize. And we tend to think, entrepreneurs start out of necessity as being masters of the universe. Mm. You have to. And you just never realize that you're just doing everything at about, like, 65%. <laughs> until you start bringing in the specialists who can yep. do each of those areas far better. Get it. Well, I'm, I'm now wishing we had like so much longer uh, to talk, but it is essential uh, that we give all of our guests time for a coffee break and time to continue the conversation in the room. Um, have you enjoyed this conversation, everybody? Uh, I, I think it's really got uh, me thinking very much. I'm looking forward to hearing what alarms you're going to set throughout the day uh, tomorrow. Eric, if you could coach anyone in the world, maybe because they're a basket case or just because you kind of like the cut of their jib, uh, who's your dream coaching client? Well, um, I'm working on it right now. I can't say who he is. Oh. But he is... Um, is he sat over here? Like <laughs> <laughs> he sat right there. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's battling... Um, uh, he leads a nation, and he's battling child trafficking. Wow. Um, which I always, growing up, I, I was the one who stuck up for the bullies. I wasn't like yeah. the popular kid in class, yeah. but I would go in and step in and you know, take a punch so that the bully wouldn't get hit. And that's, that's always been like in me from being a kid. And so, um, yeah, that, that has a special place in my heart. So if I can help him perform at a higher level, then yeah. that should have a network effect okay, on that It sounds work. similar to me trying to get another couple of jogs in every week. I mean, I've got to tell you. <laughs> I mean, but uh, you decide. Uh, right, we've run out of time. Annoyingly, Jenny, Scott, Alana, and of course, Eric. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Right.